This is Coffee, Wine, and Chocolate, a podcast inspired by people, places, and things. Welcome. I'm your host, Dawn. You can find me at all the links I've provided below in the notes. But specifically, you can find me at the podcast website, which is coffeewineandchocolate.com. So, on my health update, I am doing well. I uh, have not, maybe have lost maybe half a pound. It's not going very far right this moment, just because I've been so busy and have um, not had the chance to really watch or focus on it at the moment. So, um, just know that I am doing my best to eat properly and do the best I can where exercising is concerned. It's, it's, I'm doing a lot of exercising. It's not normal exercising, but I am doing a lot by doing packing and things like that. So once I settle down and am able to focus on doing the norm, I will get back to it and get on a regular schedule again. So I hope you guys are doing great and keeping up with things, and I would love to hear how your journey is going, and um, I have not heard from anyone yet, and I really hope to, and so we're going to now focus on the podcast. So you guys, I'm very excited this week to have a special interview with Beth and Josh, a couple of friends of mine. Um, They're a couple. And they are a very positive couple that are on TikTok. And that's where I met them, of course. And I have been wanting to do an interview with them. And they are um, very, very good friends of mine that I have grown very fond of. And um, we got together one time when they were here in my area. And... um, and we got to see each other, and so I went and did an interview with them and was very excited about doing this, um, especially before I uh, I move and wanted to do this, especially since they are here in Georgia and um, not too far from me. And so this is very special to my heart to be able to sit down with them and talk and I hope you enjoy this interview unfortunately the mic that I had on my zoom that I was recording from I did not I you will hear me in the background because the mic is pointing towards them to hear them better and so I apologize for the audio you guys um you'll hear me still but I'm a little bit more in the background than they are So enjoy, and um, I hope you get a lot from it. It's a little bit longer podcast than Norm, and uh, but I think you'll enjoy it because they are a very entertaining couple, and uh, it's fun to listen to. And I just really enjoyed being able to to do this interview. So enjoy. So today, you guys, I am interviewing my friends Josh and Beth. Say hi, you guys. 
Hi. <laughs> I met Josh and Beth actually, surprise, surprise, on TikTok. <laughs> As most of the people right now that I interview, um, I have been blessed to meet so many people on on TikTok that are so positive and wonderful and become good friends with them. And um, so today I am getting to interview these two great people that have blessed me by being in my life. And so I am with them today to give them a little bit of an interview. They are two wonderfully positive people that um, I get to see on Wednesdays on TikTok. They do, Beth gets to do um, her live on Wednesday evenings where they do cooking and they share um, cooking on there on TikTok Wednesday evenings. And then Josh does a Sunday evening TikTok where they they go on and they just chit-chat to everybody. And um, he used to do karate lessons on there. And sometimes he would do that. And you haven't done that recently. I haven't done it in a while. Um, and part of the reason is that some of the core people that were coming to it and participating kind of uh, weren't able to make the time slots. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to figure out a different time that would be more convenient for everybody. And it's just, you know, between all of the different, you know, lives and our little group and everything yeah. else, it's, you know, hard to find a good spot. You got Shane going live every morning and... <laughs> So, Elisa you know, every Elisa every afternoon <laughs> and everybody. So where do, where do we fit in? I, yeah, I understand that completely. <laughs> so lately, Josh has been um, just coming on and, and he and Beth get to sit there and talk to us and chit chat. And it's been actually a lot of fun. We, and it's some kind 3D of a mixed printing. Bag. Yeah, we do, yeah. We do a bunch do of... Printing and Oh, yeah, they do 3D printing now. So it's very cool to watch them do that. Yeah, we have all kinds of interest. When you drop into Sunday, you never know whether we're going to be hanging out with the chickens, working in the garden, <laughs> 3D printing. Grilling something. Uh, taking electronics apart to harvest things or Soldering things back something. together. Yeah, it's it's a mix. It's just whatever I'm working on that week. And Baking I do a little bread bit of for the week. You know, it, it depends on the day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so tell me, guys, how, how did you meet? We met at a vampire live-action role-playing game. Oh, yeah? That's too funny. <laughs> it's called Making by Night. So um, some people may be familiar with something like, you know, Dungeons & Dragons, uh -huh. a, a, a group, a game where you have, like, a storyteller who sort of plans everything that happens, and people usually sit around and roll dice. Uh -huh. Same idea, Except only paper, you actually, rock, scissors instead of in rolling person. dice, you actually act out everything. You dress yeah. in costume uh -huh. and... So it's like a cross between improvisational theater and gaming cool. at the same time. Fun. <laughs> yeah, and you get to build your own character. So uh, at least you're not playing something you've been assigned. That's that's a major bonus over the improv yeah, thing. That's cool. <laughs> um, and a lot of times they would give you extra points to spend on your character mm -hmm. if you wrote a detailed character history. So the more developed your character was coming into the game also known as the more things you listed they could mess with your character for, <laughs> the more points you would get to spend on your character to fend off those random attacks that were totally not random but completely targeted at your character history. So it happens all the time. So, But it was fun. We, we are obviously <laughs> involved in a lot of, you know, 
geeky activities. So we. The, and then we this st- event happened at a comic book store, or it yep. had, it well, had it started at a comic, comic book, book store. store. Yeah. And so uh, that that was where we met and <laughs> engaging in all of these yeah. different types of things. And then, but we were both seeing other people at the time. So we started dating at Dragon Con. Uh. Right. It was <laughs> several years later. Yeah. So that was ninety eight, end of ninety eight, early ninety nine, because um, the first actual game session was at the lake. In March of 99 was when we actually had the first game. Sure. Um, but everything up to that was all in-character game prep mm. at the comic book store. So, yeah. Um, but we started dating at Dragon Con 2005. I so, like yeah. Our anniversary. 9-11, 2005. <laughs> so y'all have been together since 2005. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And you got two girls that are precious. Yes. Most of the time, they're absolutely <laughs> adorable. You know, when they're not well, they're literally kids. bouncing off the walls. Yeah. But, right, exactly. That's all kids. And but, they're girls, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're yeah. lucky in a lot of ways, but yeah. they, uh, they can be a handful. They swing sometimes. back and forth between rowdy to prissy to perfect little angels. Right. You know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, everybody with kids probably has a, a very similar experience. If oh, there's yeah. anybody out there that has kids that are perfect angels all the time, then your day is coming. What are you yes, feeding? No, 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 no. What are you feeding them right. to suppress their everything? Right. Surprise my kids. Oh my god. So, what do you guys do for for a living? Work wise for a living. <laughs> that's a really random mixed bag because the answer is pretty much anything people will pay us to do that we have the ability to do and we have a really wide variety of skills yeah so um you know we've painted houses inside and out we've patched uh stucco we've built houses from foundation to roof we've done renovation work we've done Minor electrical, like rewiring outlets and things, stuff you don't have to have a license for at home. Right. Building um, fences. Pressure washing, driveways and pools and all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, I crochet things. I do crafty things. Mm-hmm. And I have an Etsy that has nothing on it right now. Except we do for maybe art. Like we holders. consult for small businesses. We do some online um consulting as well for social media and things like that we've been very involved in that for quite a number of years do a little bit of financial investing and we volunteer for a couple of conventions in the atlanta area so we have momocon that usually happens around memorial day and dragon con that usually happens around labor day so they're about six months apart so it's perfect you got six months to get ready for the next one, and then six months to get ready for the next one. And there's a lot of overlap from our Momocon department to my DragonCon department. Mm-hmm. So um, we run the physical arts department at Momocon together, and that's everything physical. So K-pop dance and hula and like all the Martial hula arts, flow stuff and um, belly dance. And just to say the belly dance <laughs> and. We have ballroom dancing at Momocon too, what, because that comes up a lot in anime. Ballroom dancing uh, yeah. happens a lot, so at we the have them the come day, in cosplay and teach anime. At uh, the end of the day, it, it kind of sounds like we're semi-retired <laughs> because <laughs> we kind of are. In a lot of ways, what we did was we 
did a lot of planning in advance. And, I mean, it's not like one of those fire things where it's like, you know, you scrimp and save everything and, you, you, you know, eventually retire before you're 50 or whatever the heck. But because we... I'm very careful about things and I'm very meticulous about my planning. So, like, our house... We shopped for the house for about two years before we finally found one. Because it didn't matter how cute it was or how much I liked it. If it wasn't the right price and it wasn't the right fit, then there wasn't any point in putting any money in it. Mm-hmm. So we toured houses for ages. Right. And, and when we finally found one, I found one that I could pay for in five years. So houses paid off. That's how we can afford to kind of do what we want. Right. Because You're not my paying any monthly either. bills yeah. and yeah. that's it. And we don't have a car payment because the car is paid for in cash. And our insurance is super low because we don't have to have all the extra coverage because the car is paid for. Right. And, yeah, so it makes a huge difference. And we haven't bought eggs in a year. <laughs> <laughs> but the chickens. The chickens are great. Yeah. Chickens are great. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's... I, I believe a lot in, you know, self-sufficiency as much as possible. I mean, I, yeah. I like to help out, as you can tell from the TikTok thing, any time I have a chance that I can help out a friend in whatever way, buy their art or support their business right. or, you know, just send them something, you know, when, when they're in trouble, them. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, help you run an online auction, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, we, we have the ability to do that and the, the interest because we, we just love to do... A little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you you ran or taught? Karate? So, yeah, we had a dojo in Kennesaw when we were living um, in the northern Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. And um, when we moved to the south side of Atlanta, it was too far to drive back and forth, so we had to close the school. Okay. Um, but uh, Josh was the instructor. I just ran the desk. Sure. I mean, I've, I've done a little bit of everything. I I started operating my own businesses in high school of various times. I mean, actually, if you want to get, you know, really ridiculous about middle it. Middle school. Like, I started in, like, middle school. Really? Yeah, you, you know how no, people... you were 12 when you were walking into the comic book store with, like, 200 bucks for magic cards. Really? Like an insane person because you'd been working construction all summer. Okay, so yes. That Seriously. Is te- that, is, that is technically true. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, his dad took him on so many um, construction and reno jobs with him over the summer as general contractor uh, that he was actually bidding jobs for his dad by the end of the job, by the end of the, the, the year, right? Yes. So, like... But, I mean, not even kind of that, like, during the school year, I was, I was, you know, that kid who would, you know, ride his bike to school, and I would stop at the grocery store on the way and, like, just load up on candy and different things like that, and I had, like, a little, you know, notebook, and people would, you know, pay me for whatever, okay. and I would, yeah, like, I operated my own candy store until, you know, the administration found out about it and shut that down. That's why you do it at the bus stop. So, Just um, saying. I've always you know, <laughs> you had my hands the day before, in and you go to the something. bus stop, and then you ride your bike to school. So, um, <laughs> my my uh, family operated a, a series of cell phone stores when I was in high school, and so that too. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and the waterbed the waterbed store. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you know, <laughs> over the course of doing all of these different you know businesses and everything like that, it kind of ruined me for working for other people. Right. That's understandable. Yep. But, you know, much better to be a jack-of-all-trades and master of none and not have to call somebody else to fix everything. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, that, that, that's another thing. Is like, like, when it gets to a point where it's beyond my ability or my desire to get that dirty or into it, I will pay somebody else who will not overcharge me for it because mm-hmm. I know what it takes. I just don't want to do it. Right. Right? Like, when the igniter went out on the stove, mm-hmm. I'm like, look, taking this drawer out and getting underneath this thing and it's replacing that. I ain't working on I'm that. Not, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm going to call my old boss at the appliance store who taught me not to work on gas appliances mm-hmm. myself. Thank you very much. And I'm going to have him come fix it for me. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> there you go. So, like, we, we know when to not. Well, I mean, and then you've done a wide variety of things as well. You mentioned working for the appliance repair company. Oh yeah, I also administrative assistant for. I was receptionist for three different psychiatrist offices in high school. I worked at Waffle House two different times: once in high school and once after. I worked at Applebee's for a while. I built blinds from scratch at a company here in town that competes with Hunter Douglas. They're called Mr. Blinds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still here, but they were. And mm-hmm. um, so they're wood, two-inch wood blinds. Yeah. And we would hand-cut the slats, the headrails, bend the headrail, like the metal part that holds all of the stuff. Right. Bend that, cut it, punch all the holes, string all the guts into everything, string them up. And, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so psychiatrist offices in high school, Waffle House a couple times, Applebee's, Mr. Blinds. Um, I worked for the police department for six months. Mm-hmm. I worked in the vault office at Sears. They call it the oh, hub, yeah. but it's between the shipping and receiving and the cashiers. So anytime the cashiers needed money for their drawer, they had to come to me and I had to go into the vault and pull out the giant stacks of money and count them out a new drawer. It is terrifying to count a $50,000 vault, by the way. You've run QuickBooks for um, small yeah, businesses. Yeah, I've done QuickBooks accounting for people. I was, yeah, I did student liaison for uh, college in Atlanta. Um, I mean, we, we both worked for Amazon deliveries, and we've done Uber. and Amazon restaurant deliveries. Yeah, yeah like, definitely checks of all um, trades. <laughs> front desk at a hot school, which is a Korean martial art. Which I also taught at, even though I've never taken hot keto. They, they hired me as a, uh, youth, instructor. a youth instructor. Because up to age eight, all the basics are the basics. A block is a block, and your feet go here, and it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Basically, just run up, run them up and down the mat, and occasionally teach them to get out of a hold, mm-hmm. and that's what you do with the little bitties because right. that's about all they got. Um, but yeah, so basic martial arts is basic body mechanics, and so it's pretty universal. So, um, it, it's kind of like a, you know the same idea. Once you get up to in, at the beginner level, they all look very similar, and at the you know, most advanced levels, they all look really similar. Like, if you are looking at a black belt fight, it, it can sometimes be really difficult to tell, oh, well, is that Taekwondo or Hapkido, Karate, you know, or Kung Fu, you know, right. some version, whatever else. Unless you really know what you're looking at. I wouldn't know. Which is one of the reasons why they get away with so much on TV. If you're, you know, if you... And I've talked about this before on another uh, forum, but... If you have sufficient knowledge in anything, whenever you watch a movie or TV show about it, it's just infuriating because you notice <laughs> everything they do wrong. <laughs> Musicians out there, like if you play any kind of instrument oh, yeah. or anything and you and you watch yes. bands or performers on, on TV and you're like, well, they're obviously an actor. They've never touched that before. 
clarinet mouthpieces being backwards in ads is one of my like favorite. Or, yeah, where they hold the flutes earlier <laughs> yes. on. Yeah. So I'm. Be on the lookout for any in anything that you're you know relatively knowledgeable about. Like watch a movie about it and then just be ready to be angry. <laughs> so what brought y'all to TikTok this year or this past year? I guess. Okay, so 2019. Ah, it's before. Josh started watching TikTok videos to get an idea of what it was because Olivia wanted to do some <sighs> lip singing thing on TikTok. So. <laughs> He downloaded it so that he could figure out out. what it was. And he's like, okay, no, this is not an app for you. This is, you're too young. You gotta be 13. You're only eight. Not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But I can record a video of you on my account and post it and that'll be okay. So that's how he started TikTok. And then he found some really decent creators. One of them. Dave. (laughs) Right. And so some of them, um, he found through the DragonCon hashtag because they said they were coming to DragonCon 2019. He's like, yeah, we'll look for these people while we're there. And we were standing outside the Marriott and there was Cotton Candy and Chains. <laughs> just right there. It's like, that's her, like, demon character, right? That's totally her. <laughs> so we went and said hi. I'm like, hey, and she like, aren't you from TikTok? And um, she started crying because we like, were the first people that ever recognized her in the world me. from TikTok. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, so like we made her con. She was having the worst day ever, and that made her con. Um, So we met her and Sweet Remorser Charles at Dragon Con, and that's when I downloaded it. (laughs) So I've had it since September 2019. Um, And like I said, uh, started going into Dave's lives. And then and um, Shane, and that's where December, we pretty much hooked Shane up with everybody and, is yeah. with, between uh, Dave Makes Things and but, uh, Liquid Shano 1973. Yeah. A couple of 1973, the... 1973, right? I did? Yes. Okay. A couple of the first lives that I went into were grow parties. They were follow for uh, follow things yeah. when that was still like a really big deal and right. everybody did it all the time. And I had like, you know, 12 followers. So I'm like, okay, sure. So I would go in and I would do the thing and I would love and I would like and I'd get follows. And then I realized that a lot of those people stop following you after a week and they're just after the numbers. And that's really frustrating. So I'm like, okay, forget the numbers. I don't care how many followers I have. I'm going for real people from now on. And I unfollowed everybody who unfollowed me. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that ever since. And if they're really rude about it, or they never interact with any of my videos, or they say something negative on their way out, then I also block them. <laughs> Which is understandable. I don't have time for negativity. No. I just that that whole app is supposed to be for fun, yeah, and we, if you're going to be rude apps about it, for negativity like right. Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> but right? you know, our our entire TikTok thing is is all about you know positivity and everything yeah. like that. Like I. And no offense, anybody can do whatever they want to on their page, and some of my friends do, but I, I make sure I tell them, it's like, if you post anything about politics, I'm, I'm not going to like it, I'm not going to share it, I'm just going to skip right over it. I don't care if I agree with it or not. Yep. That's not what I'm here for. Nope. No, because it'll come back on your For You page all, all the time. time. Right. Yeah. So I try to just stick with artists and people that are, you know, all about the positivity yes. and... Yep. I've got um, a I've got a really happy little clown performer out in Oklahoma called Hooplahoma, and she does hoop dancing, and she has one of the what's the big wheel uh, called? Yeah, yeah I, 
the the giant wheel that you right. like it's like you're doing cartwheels but you're holding on to uh-huh. the wheel and it spins around anyway so she does she does that and she does regular hoops and flow stuff and lots of circus work and acrobatics and general contortionist mm-hmm. stuff she's just so cute yeah. and she's so fun and, and i love watching watch her stuff like that since we do that at the convention right you know, yeah. so we're always looking for right. interesting things if not interesting yeah, my, people to <laughs> my very over. first video was you in the deadpool conga line mm-hmm. at dragon con 2019 yeah, a little, that's little my bit of very first stuff. video although i need to update my deadpool costume so i can do some more uh-huh. deadpool stuff yeah. without it falling apart there you go. well yeah. i have a I'm going to 3D print a new uh, face shield so that I yeah. can cool. have a better mask because my mask started coming apart. And that's my biggest problem right now. Is uh, technically, yeah. I could just put on the mask and like a tuxedo <laughs> jacket or something. Exactly. But if the mask is coming apart, it doesn't work. Right. You need a blonde wig for Ric Flair pool, though. That's true. I do need a blonde wig. Hands <laughs> up. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, Amazon for everything. I've I've been trying to hold off a little bit on the cosplay stuff just because, like, you know, and I'm not saying it's just like you, you don't know at when home the next is not really not the same, that yeah. much fun, and right. we don't know when the next time is we're going to be able to pull that stuff out and do it in public. Like, I'm really hoping that it'll happen this year. And, of course, you know, everybody involved says that it's definitely happening. But, you know, you know. yeah, every every day is uh, another question mark. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. So I absolutely hope to be at all of my conventions this year. But, you know, at this point, who knows? Right. So um, what are y'all, y'all's plans from here? <laughs> well... How long term? Well, how about let's start with right now. Like, in the near future. Mm. Uh, Well, it's like I say, um, I I wish that we weren't uh, cursed with that Chinese, uh, (laughs) may you live in interesting times. Um, I wish that times were much less interesting and then I could give you a more solid answer. Um... (laughs) We're looking at selling the house that we have mm-hmm. um, in the relatively near future. Because right now you're living. Yeah, right now we're staying with my mother-in-law. <laughs> Which is interesting. Um, for, for a wide variety of reasons, but uh, essentially we need to do something with the house that we own that's yeah. just kind of sitting there at the moment. Um. And then figure out what what the next thing is. Like, I I want to... We've had some really good uh, results with the chickens and the the garden and everything else. So, you know... It'd be nice to have more space. Yeah, just having my own farm. That would be uh, perfectly acceptable to me. Yep. So, uh, we're we're looking for that kind of... A house that's just big enough to do what we need it to do. Yeah. Some running water on the property and... That's about it. Like, yeah, if you would have talked to me this time, y'all stay over there. In 2019, we'll stay over here. I would cool. have been like, I got a cabin for company. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're looking at you know finding a, a place near the beach. You know that yeah. was the the idea, right? Then, because but... at the time, looking at all the rental properties that were going up for sale in the right. Mexico Beach area after the hurricane came right. through, there was a huge swath of availability, but then tourism stopped. Right. So there's no point in investing in a 
beachfront property if nobody's going to go there unless you just really want to live at the beach all the time. It's like I didn't want to live there all the time. I just wanted to live there, you know, during the the off season and then travel the rest of the time. Right. Between the really bad weather and people. Yeah. That that chunk of beautiful. That section. It's only like... I don't like the cold. It's only like five months out of the year. But those five months out of the year would be fantastic. But now it's like, well, there's nobody to rent that stuff to. Because yeah. half of the businesses in the area have closed, so it's not the It'll, tourist attraction. It will be coming back and everything yeah. else like yeah. that. And it's just, you know, priorities have just shifted slightly right. in the midterm because I don't want to be stuck one day like those people out in Texas, you know, that <laughs> it's like the grid's going down around you and everything else, and you got nobody to rely on, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah, at least here we know the neighbors. My mom's been here 25 years, so we know everybody who lives within view of here. And, yeah. So, you know, prepare to take care of yourself, but help out everybody around you as much as possible, and that's that's how we're going to move forward. Yeah. Y'all got lots, lots of years ahead of you, so you got lots of... Knock, knock, knock. No, well. <laughs> right. Knock on wood. You never know. Tomorrow is not promised. That's true. I met Charles Barkley one time when I was at uh, my pizza job in Atlanta. <laughs> he used to come into the, the restaurant that I worked at yeah. like all the time whenever he was in town. And uh, he was like, when I was introduced to him, they were like, oh, hey, uh, this is Josh. You know, Josh Charles is like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, nice to meet you and everything. He's like, hey, man, getting old sucks. <laughs> that was literally like the first thing that you know, like as soon as he was like nice to meet you um and i was like oh well it's better than the alternative and he was like well i don't know nothing about that but getting old sucks and i'm like well it's better than being dead is what i was saying sir <laughs> but you know apparently just some people just don't see it that way let it go <laughs> What kind of things are you guys doing on your 3D printers? I'm mostly doing things to play with. Yeah. Fidget toys and yeah. little... Which you gave me one of them. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> little puzzle boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like th- things that move that mm-hmm. you can play with. That's 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 mostly what I've been doing. Yeah. But um, we can do like um, cosplay pieces. So we're... Oh, yeah? Thinking about doing some Mandalorian armor pieces. And like I said, I got a a thing for a Deadpool mask that I'm going to do. And probably some other little things like, you know, belt buckles and um, um, buttons and brooches. I was thinking about designing a little lapel pin, you know, like a, um, I mean, not an enamel pin, obviously. Uh It'll be made out of resin, but, you know, we can paint them or whatever for our little... TikTok group. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's neat. Send one to everybody. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, I've been doing to lots figure of... Figure out how to use the 3D modeling software, which is has a bit of a learning curve on it. If any of our artist friends want to contribute, you know. Yeah, I've right? mentioned it before, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but... But doing the building from scratch is a lot harder than just uploading a file from Thingiverse and saying, Go! Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what I've been doing. But, I mean, I replaced the broken hinge on the toilet seat right. and uh, messed up latch on the chicken run door. Mm. And um, 
one of those uh, door opener button pusher keychain dealies. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, it, anything some coasters. That, anything <laughs> that yeah, we replaced the handle handle on the toaster. I mean, anything that you can think of that's a little plastic item that you <laughs> you broke or you know you just need something that you can make it. Like we have a. A little gazebo that we bought from the dollar store, or my mom actually got it from the like Dollar General. And it's missing the and brackets that hold the poles in place. Yeah, oh. we, we accidentally left the brackets at our house oh. when we brought the thing down because they fell out of the bottom of the ba- box. I didn't realize that the bottom of it, it was cut open and Oops. they fell out. So we just print new ones. The files were available online, ready to go. Ready to go. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a neat little tool, Very and helpful. as they're getting more and more affordable, like the ones that we have, both of them cost less than $200. Wow. Yep. That's cool. Yep. But uh, mine is the filament printer, and it's way cheaper to operate, because the filament's way cheaper than the resin by weight. Mm. But with resin, you get way more detail. His little Deadpool figurines and his Mandalorian and his Ewok, those are... There's a lot of detail on those, oh, and yeah. once we paint them up, they're going to look really cool, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you know, mine goes brrrr and just knocks things out <laughs> all day long. <laughs> it, it's it's a difficult hobby. Like, it, if you're lucky, you'll put the machine together, and it, it will just work for you, mm-hmm. but then I, I have a friend that is... <laughs> That it's fairly technical. He's built his own computers before, but he got the exact same machine that we have, and he has managed to do... Some incredibly like, ridiculous fails, man. Oh, yeah, no, he, he's really? only gotten a couple of prints to actually work, and it's like, I, I thought the guy would be a shoe-in, because I've, I've seen him build things before, but... Huh. But yeah, like, what of his... He started the print, and the first layer stuck, and then he walked away, right? Because everything was going okay. Mm-hmm. So he walked away for a while and had to do something. And he has no idea what happened after the first couple layers when he walked away. But when he came back, the spaghetti monster it had produced was so big that it had, like, wrapped around the extruder arm and everything. Like, it was just, it spaghettied up and over the machine. Well, they eventually had to take it apart because it was like a solid block of plastic in there that had almost almost solidified around the block inside because somehow it had missed the feeder. Yeah. And it's like, how do you even? So you you do have to be a little <laughs> bit technical. I mean, some of the people in the Facebook groups have gone so far as to say this is the these machines are all horrible, and just some people can work magic with them. I don't know if I go quite that far, but um, you but know, it's I definitely not a together. thing where you're just going to plug it in and it's automatically going to work. Right. Yeah. I, I put it together like an erector set, following the directions, and then we got some some tester gauges to. Feeler gauge, that's what they call it. Some feeler gauges to test the the distance between the nozzle and the plate. Mm-hmm. And we just used the feeler gauges to make sure it was exactly the same height away from the plate at every point that we could check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and now it, it works perfectly do, and just it just does. If you all do the get time. involved in the hobby and you'll see does. a lot of people saying something about leveling your bed and how important it is to level your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't it doesn't, mean this. It doesn't mean like level to the earth. So don't break out a level from a toolbox. What they should it be means... saying is tramming, because that's you know what you're doing is you're making sure that the bed is a consistent level away from the nozzle, so mm-hmm. that the computer knows how high 
to move the... Well, I'm sure that was loud. (laughs) (laughs) So that the computer knows where to move the nozzle, it has to know where it starts in space. So you have to make sure that the, uh, the plate is consistent across the thing, otherwise it will print all wonky. But yeah, so we were having some problems with the edges of some of our prints peeling up, but um, then we found a temperature tower test model to check for overhang and yeah, stringing and, and blah, blah, blah. And to see what temperature it prints at, laminates at, smushes best at, because you have to have a little bit of smush for it to push the layer into the one before so that they actually stick to each other. Uh, and um, yeah, so we did a, a, t- a tower to check that and... Now that we know that that's necessary, so that because each filament works better at different temperatures, right? So we just print one for every filament that we have, and then all of our prints will come out better. So we we've learned a lot in the last month and a half. Sure, a lot. Yeah, prints are getting better and better. <laughs> the kids want us to make them dollhouse furniture next. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Olivia really wants to build it. Like, she wants to design her own furniture Um, and build it in the program and then print it. And I'm like, "Mm, we'll see. Once we figure out how the program works, maybe we can teach you how. (laughs) And then we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be y'all's little scientist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I can see it now. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's good with the math. Yeah, we, we homeschool, so that yes. takes up a, an additional amount of time as well. And so yeah. she is, that's, I mean, part of the reason why we started doing it is because she's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that she would function quite as well in a normal school environment. Because it's like for math and science, for instance, I can't give her that stuff fast enough. But reading, it was like pulling teeth. Oh, really? Until about four months ago. And then all of a sudden she realized that she could play more games on her own if she could read what the games were telling her. And it was frustrating to have to always find a grown-up who was willing to translate those marks on the screen into words she understood. So she figured out how to type them into the pad and make the pad say it out loud for her. So that she could learn what the letters and the words sounded like and looked like together. And then she also uses the talk to text to make it spell words for her. But she's gotten to the point where using that, like I used to use the dictionary. Uh She uses that to get the approximate spelling of things. And then she learns it and then she doesn't have to go back and look it up every time. So... It's It's been interesting to watch the way that she figures it out on her own when I just give her something and don't give her a whole lot of, you know, guidance on how to do it. Because I always kind of let, I always kind of stand back at first just to see how she, and then if she has trouble, then I'm like, okay, well, why don't we try this? Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm real big on the, the way that you actually learn is to make mistakes. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I just show her, you know, the absolute perfect way to do everything every time, number one you know, there's no new information there, right? Like, she might come up with some kind of crazy new idea that nobody's ever thought of before. Might have a better way to do it than any of us have thought about. So, you know, I'd just give her the the problem, let her do it, and then we'll, we'll discuss, well, you know, would it have been better to do this or that and then let her come up with her own conclusions? Because, you know, she has to have 
some kind of agency. Like, yes, she's a child, but I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to be there to make her decisions for her forever. So Truth. We, we need to be on board with <laughs> getting to the point you make your own decisions. It may come from being, you know, karate and, you know, teaching so many people's other, other people's kids. You know, I, I know that there was a whole lot about helicopter parenting and everything about that, but well, you know, plus, I, I try to not do the things that I saw a lot of other people doing that they didn't even notice that they were doing. Right. Because, of, you know, just being around a million other parents all the time and just being able to observe. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure if I could watch myself from the outside, I make a number of mistakes as well. But, Everyone does. You know, but you, everybody does. The only thing you can do, like everything, I believe, is incremental improvement. Just try to be better today than you were yesterday, and be better tomorrow than you were today, in everything, and you know, even if it's only a little bit, and realize that you're going to slide backwards occasionally. It happens. Yep. But don't beat yourself up about it. Just Try to get back on that forward motion. And you don't have to go back where you should have been if you hadn't slid back. You just have to be better than you are right now. So if you slide back two steps, then just take one more tomorrow. Just one more. Just one more. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yep. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Very wise way. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this interview with me today. Well, we, we appreciate you coming down to fun. see us. Yeah. <laughs> it's been nice visiting. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking your time and, uh, you know, joining us here for uh, for everything. And yeah. we, we appreciate you inviting us to ramble on for a while. <laughs> I appreciate you guys very much. <laughs> Come find us on the interwebs. It's Dances with Joy and The Real Josh McLemore. Right. Yes, yeah, on pretty much everything. You can find us pretty much everywhere with those two. That's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. Right? Yeah. Except for I think on Twitter he's the Josh McLemore because it wouldn't fit real. Uh, I, I got it before. Yeah. So, yeah, all it required was, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. But yeah, close enough. Yeah, and PlayStation's the same way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and PlayStation real, Network. Yeah, yeah, so it's just the Josh. <laughs> the Josh McLemore. If there's too many characters for the real to fit, then just try it without the real. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Alright. Well, thank you guys. So that was the interview, for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and we had so much fun just sitting and chatting and and getting to know each other a little bit better by doing this, and. uh their girls are our precious, and we had just so much fun. And I, uh, I can't wait to to be able to get together with them and all my friends that I have made on TikTok, and be able to actually get together and spend some quality time with everyone instead of having to do the Zoom calls or having to be the the social distancing that we've all had to do. And I really look forward to being able to do that. But this was really great, and I hope you enjoyed it. And until next week, I hope you all have a great week. 
and I really look forward to it and love you guys. Until then. Now go out today as you're going about your business. Whatever you do today, if you come upon somebody that you see that has something on that you like or the hair is, has done some way that you like or whatever you might see that you like, let them know. They may be having a bad day and you could be giving them something that makes them smile. Tell them so. Tell them hi. Even just a smile or a hello will make someone's day. Have a great day, you guys. See you next week. Thanks.